Welcome to Caribbean Millennials. Welcome to another episode of the Caribbean Millennials podcast. So guys, we're just going to get started here. Not ask Vernon or Danny no, how no, no, their no, no, no. weeks have been. We go in straight yeah. into the business yeah. because we have a special guest special guest first guest of the year of the year i think uh, yes 2022 guest virginity whoa welcome to our first guest of the year chris bailey Say Yay. To thank you for having me this is really exciting i've always wanted to be on the podcast and i've always wondered if i if what would my fruit be like what would my fruit face be because i love how you guys did your fruit faces and i'm like damn what would my fruit face be (laughs) so what do you think yours would be i i I, you have my attention and i'm you know (laughs) i don't know no one has ever asked that so i'm like Hmm, i'm thinking like a pom damu okay <laughs> we oh need to God. start asking that because you yeah, know I feel like that's a new question. Chris, now. this is why you're like yeah. so creative. She just change the game for all guests. <laughs> because a new bar. you know the thing is we've had the fruit faces, mm-hmm. you know, from the beginning, but we've never really tied them in, talked about them, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. We should start asking guests like what's their fruit face. Yes, yeah, I tell you she just changed the game for all guests. You know? <laughs> I like it, Chris, she I raised like the it. bar another level there. Ah. I love that. But how did you guys come up with their fruit face? And how did you know who was who? Like, Anushka, how did you know your fruit? So, it's actually hilarious that it just happened. Because um, I was working with a graphic designer at the time. And I said, I want something, you know, Caribbean, Caribbean fruit. Like, give them faces and, you know, like, edgy text kind of sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then... When she did it and we started tweaking it, we like took a step back and like the coconut was a hundred percent a Danny. The graphic designer had never even seen what? a Danny. I don't think she even saw any of us. Right? I don't think she saw pictures. Instant. And then at that time my hair was like long and curly, so like, okay, no doubt I'm pineapple, right? And right. then Vinan loves mangoes and um there's even like last year, Vernon was literally going to Walmart and buying like 20 green mangoes at a time <laughs> to make mango in sauce. And you see how the mango is kind of like, it's it, it not I like ripe, ripe. They're know? back at Kroger. I saw them, <laughs> but I was just waiting. I'm like, next time I go there, you know. It's on. In there, like yeah. So it it was it was a hundred percent organic. Nice. organic. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just the vibe. It's how it worked out. But guys, let's get into this awesome guest that we have today, Chris Bailey. If you know her from Saint Lucia, you know Chris is a master creative. She even used to have a singing career for a little bit. Uh, but how you know Chris? If you know Chris, is as a doula, right? Um, I remember when I heard the word doula for the first time, it's because I saw Chris saying she was a doula. I think, 
Yeah, I think so, actually. Right? But let's give her official, (laughs) you know, bio, which is a peri... Chris is a perinatal professional. And I had to look this up. You know, sounds very, you know, profesh, right? Um, And how I read the definition and interpreted, it's like a before and after birth Mm -hmm. professional. Right. She's based in... After as well. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. now I have more questions. <laughs> She's based in New York and has 10 years of experience in childcare and seven years in birth and postpartum wellness. Um, she offers a well-rounded doula experience as a birth doula, postpartum doula, attachment parent coach, childbirth educator, and she is also a certified lactation counselor and fertility advocate in training. Yeah, you'll so, hear that. That's a, a resume there. All so right. Here's right? We are Caribbean millennials, and even as much as we try to deny the fact that we're growing up, Scroll your timeline, check in with your friends. Everybody's having babies, right? Yeah. We've kind of just approached that time in our yeah, lives. And point. even if um, me, Vernon, and Danny like, don't have kids that they're willing to acknowledge, you know, no, at no, this no, moment. The child, the child, the child, the I mean, technically, Vernon acknowledges his twins. So. Exactly. That's why I say that acknowledging them, but the mother don't want me to acknowledge them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She don't want me in her life. Her. That's on her. You know? And the twins probably like 18 now, eh? I know. I never yes, got to be yes. in her life. Damn. <laughs> that one down hit me, you know. But you know what you can do. But anyway, y'all, I mean, it's it's the realness, right? All of us are in our 30s now. And, you know, for a lot of us women, it's that, you know, like TikTok, you know, okay, yeah. is it time? Or if you're listening and you're already a parent, maybe even thinking about having another child or even just um, you went through a booth experience and that was, you know, what you expected. Um, but maybe it didn't have to be that way. Um, we brought Chris on here just for us to learn more because yeah, learn, learn a different way, yeah, uh, a possibly better way. Um, learn, uh, answer any questions that you may have if you know about it, you've been thinking about it, and you're on the fence. Anything that can help people, you know, make that decision. Right. Yeah, yeah, and just I guess understand yeah. the la- the landscape because I think it's a big life change, life decision, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like people talk a lot about the details talk enough. enough about the details. Yeah, I right. feel like it's shifting a bit, but there's still some of those traditional views and um, of, oh, you'll find out when you go through it, or, mm-hmm. oh, it's always been that way, so um, so that's how it needs to be. So, yeah. Chris. Yeah, hi. I think, what's you know... What's a doula, Chris? What what's is a doula? A doula yeah, is my yes. A doula is anyone who's um a well. There's a doula by name, and there's a trained professional doula. Overall, okay. a doula is anyone who's supporting a family during birth and their postpartum stage. A professionally trained doula has a wide variety of expertise, from like you mentioned, perinatal. So can handle childbirth education, teaching you the tips and tricks, what to expect in labor as an educator, working with you through your birth, and also helping you at home with your baby, with lactation, with feeding, with sleep, which is a big one. Um, That person is pretty much your guide. 
um, during pregnancy. So a lot of people like you, I have some people who are very much like, um, we're not even pregnant yet. Um, we're just not 30, but we know we want you to be our doula. What can we do? Um, and one thing I tell like millennials like myself, although I already had children, I had them pretty young, um, is you got to know your body, right? So I don't believe in the TikTok clock. Actually, if I had to do it over again, I'd probably have my kids over 35. Um, really? Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I definitely would. <laughs> Why? Because, no, you know, we, we, we getting down to stuff. Eh? You know, it's yeah. something really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Why? Yeah. Because I feel like I, and this is my own personal journey, but I feel yeah. like I would have been more content with progressing and establishing my career before I had children and uh, then brought them on board. Am I doing really well as a parent? Yeah, but I feel like I would have been crushing it if I started a little later. Um, and like oh. like you say, and like people will tell you, just wait, you'll find out. Because a lot of things in the Caribbean, let's be honest, around anything that involves sex or comes from sex, including mm-hmm. parenting, pregnancy, or menstrual cycle, fertility, um, miscarriages, they don't talk about that. That's taboo. Top secret, you know. That's top, top secret. secret. You're talking about there, you know. <laughs> yes. They might, they might take you out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you when your mother or your grandmother watch your person, what you talking about that you for? See? Exactly. <laughs> so I guess even like leaning on that mother or grandmother thing, right? Mm-hmm. Devil's advocate. Okay, you say no, no. Oh, what you need a doula for? That's right. We did that by ourselves. Question. Or did they? Why you need somebody? Okay, ah, so let's go. Okay. Or did that. they? Yeah. Right? Let's now, go into that. Exactly. So that's where doula came from. Now, that's why I said it's doula, anyone who's supporting you. And there's like a trained professional doula, right? Because your best friend can be a doula. Your sister could be a doula. Anybody that's with you, holding your hand, coaching you through labor, coaching you through birth, and like being there for you holistically, providing you with education, that's your support. So doulas really come from historically, women always gave birth in like in villages. You guys ever right, see and with other women, yeah. Exactly. Did you guys watch Handmaid's Tale? No, but I want okay, well, some list of things to watch. Watch it on your list of things to do, and then we can have another conversation about what birthing in those in those spaces look like. But it's heavily supported. Um, unfortunately, in the Caribbean, in the hospital settings, um, like I don't know if well, you guys ever been to like the Saint Lucian hospitals and stuff, but people end up being alone for long periods of time. In labor, and that's because of just infrastructure. There's not enough space. There's mm-hmm. privacy, um, and a lot of women actually, if they go to labor in the hospitals, they're ending up by themselves for a long period of time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, based on that definition or that perspective of things, a lot of times you'll hear women say, "Oh, I just need my mother." Right. Mm. So in that way, when you have your mother come in, yes. a, in a way, your mother is the, functioning as, as the doula. doula. Because a lot of right. people, you know, their mothers come 
um, the mother's there, you know, sometimes in the delivery room or, or after, right? Mm-hmm. It's your mother that's there, you know, maybe helping you with the breastfeeding and, oh, I did this or try this, that right. kind of thing. So I think we haven't had those definitions or connections, yeah. but a lot of time when they bring, you know, a mother, sister, somebody like that in, they're essentially mm-hmm. functioning as a jeweler. A jeweler. I have a, yeah. yeah. I have a question. Um, uh-huh. When I first heard the word doula, like Anusha said, it was through your Instagram, I may okay. have seen it. But ever since I had seen it there, I feel like it has I, blown up, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's the way I could say you see a lot more doulas, that kind of thing. Is there something that sparked this or had this always been going on and now we just mm-hmm. have more right you know knowledge of it i understand your question um so you're definitely right because even when i became a doula i didn't even know that was a career like i remember doing a training and i was like what that's a job like you could get paid for this damn america you know i really didn't i didn't even know that myself even though i had doulas in my own birth so what's happened since then was even where I started this work, I started this work in a Brooklyn-based organization, Ancient Songs Doula Services, and they're a community-based doula organization that directly work with the infants and um, maternal mortality rate right now. So what was going on at the time? And I want to uh, sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt you, but can you just elaborate on that for the listeners? Sure. Because she answered a next question. I was uh-huh. going to yes. ask, how do you find a doula? Yeah. But well, a few uh, things. Organization. A few things you said you know in here that yeah. I want. Okay. When so you go on this wave. I want you to hit it right. So okay. The the questions would be even if you can fill in how you even came into this doula journey for yes. yourself, mm-hmm. as well as kind of the view of the need for a doula considering like modern medicine and the things we know about maternal mortality rates especially here in the US I got you I got you (laughs) yes so in a nutshell it's plain and simple black and brown women people of color were dying at a higher rate than any other race where I lived in Brooklyn had one of the highest rates of infant and maternal death. It means mothers and babies were dying in childbirth. Okay, they are dying in childbirth. Um, so from, like you said, understanding what's going on right now in modern medicine, obstetrics and gynecology, they're, they're medicine. They're strictly medicine. And they, they don't necessarily tap into the natural element of birth, what's normal. It's just like this can make it seem like an emergency, which leads in high high um, rates of C-sections. People are, you know, laboring for shorter times. times. I, it, it, it's just crazy, um, really, how modern medicine has impacted birth. So with doulas now and their research, and when I started this work, like I mentioned, I was working with Ancient Song Doula Services, and their primary goal was to combat that. It was to combat black and brown families dying. Um, and this, one of the solutions was that you could have a doula with you. So research shows that having a doula, having a trained support person or trained support professional outside of your primary care provider, your gynecologist, your obstetric provider, your midwife, that having a doula showed that you had a higher chance of surviving 
birth. Mm-hmm. You had a higher chance of having a positive experience in birth. Um, your doula gives you unwavering one-on-one support. Your nurse is dealing with 20 other people. Your doctor been working 18 hours already, right? But your doula gives you, they do, your doula gets to know you. You know, that your doula doesn't, you don't meet necessarily meet your doula in the office, but if you do, it might be like something very different. Your feet might be up, you might be getting a massage, you'll be having tea. You usually get to see your doctor for like 15 minutes, but you and your doula have an hour and a half usually together per time. Really getting to know you, getting to know your fears, getting to what makes you feel powerful. And then when you get into the big stage of birth, then tapping back into that, having that same reassuring person. You know, a lot of doulas are calm by nature, right? I'm usually the have to be the calmest person in the room. Um, I have to understand my own energy. I have to leave all my baggage outside the door when I'm walking into a birth because I have to be calm. Um, it's it's a very powerful thing that's happening. And some it, it can also be scary because it's so powerful. Because your role essentially in that actual birthing, you know, time or position is as being an advocate, right? Mm-hmm. Between the mother and or parents and the medical professional, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely advocating. So when you're planning for your baby, you're going to do something, which is you're going to create your birth plan. Now, I use the word plan, but very loosely, I prefer the word preferences. Um, What you should do is, uh, during your pregnancy, get to know your care provider and find out, have different conversations with them that can help you build your birth preferences list. So some of your preferences might be, um, I want to labor at home for as long as possible. When I get to the hospital, I might not want um, too many vaginal exams, or I might not even want to know how dilated I am because it might not do anything for me. I would not like to be offered an epidural or I want an epidural as soon as I feel my first contraction. Um, I want complete silence in the room while I'm pushing or I need directed pushing. You know, there are so many things that you can customize for your birth. And no matter where you're giving birth, if you're giving birth at home, in your hospital, in a birthing center, in a park, if you're into that, you know, you really have to um, create your Have own. you done that before, Chris? Have you like helped somebody in the park? We've labored. I've labored. I, it's actually my favorite thing to do um, during labor. If things are, we waiting for things to pick up. So, right, if your preference is labor at home for as long as possible, sometimes we go to the park. We get our feet, mm-hmm. you know, in the dirt. We're walking. We're stretching. We're breathing. We're you know going through the motions and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I haven't. We haven't. Um, haven't delivered. They haven't been there in <laughs> delivery. But yeah. <laughs> um. So, one of the things you, th- in what you were saying, one of the things that um it got me thinking about mm-hmm. was, so essentially, like even just having a birth plan and like being prepared in that way, make sure it's not. It's a like individualized mm-hmm. um, setup versus like a one size fits all because exactly. it seems as if, so I guess if you don't have a booth plan or even if you do, is the, if you go to like the traditional like hospital route, are they going to still try to like put you through this yeah. like one size fits all? Like one of the things I've seen is that 
um Oh, in the and I don't know if this is true. You'll tell me not mm-hmm. that. Um, in the hospital, they have um women give birth on their backs with mm-hmm. their l- legs up, but that during um birth, your like spine is supposed to move and like create space. So when you're lying down on your back, mm-hmm. like it may um prevent that. But so often in the media and stories and people giving birth, you see them laying down on their back in the hospital, but in the mm-hmm. I don't know if to call it traditional, but in the like at home, you know, birth scenario, that's where you see people in bathtubs or people right. on all fours or, you know, like moving their body and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I could understand people's fears of like, oh, well, what if something I, I want that experience or something like that, but I want the safety and security of a hospital yeah. and right. like I think what you're saying is with a booth plan you can find a way to marry what combination of the yeah. world works exactly. for you or your booth preferences. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So can I answer that? So yeah. you, you're exactly correct. Um and that's why you plan for it. That's why you do it beforehand. So you can have those conversations with your care provider. You can maybe do a hospital tour. So you even know what's available, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. So the thing is, come back, let's come back. Birth is a natural occurrence. Birth is a normal mm-hmm. occurrence. So when you're at home, when you're outside, you, you can do all those natural things you can feel like you want to crouch you will crouch you want to feel like you want to just get down all fours you feel freer to do that in the hospital settings you there's usually more wires involved you're usually have you know ivs restrictions now somebody like me because i i work in the hospital quite a lot i have tips and tricks that can help us still get movement and or still get elemental vibes. Do you need me to stop? Are you hearing the dog? No, it's mm-hmm. fine. Organic, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, there are things that we could do to kind of imitate what it can be, right? So one thing I do when I come into the hospital, I turn off all the lights. I turn off all the lights. I put on some like tea candles. I change the music. I put on music. I because the hospital has natural beeping and mm-hmm. very bright lights. Um, I, you know, I'll help you get into different positions. So although you have all those wires, we're still, like you said, trying to get that pelvis open, your pelvic floor mm-hmm. open, the different parts of your, your your lower body open so your baby can come through. But if you're only there with a nurse and a doctor that's not trained in that, they won't give you medicine to do a lot of things to happen. Mm-hmm. How have the nurses and doctors um, been, like, what has their, I don't know the verb or noun or whatever, like, how, mm-hmm. how receptive have they been to having a doula in the room? Like, I could imagine mm-hmm. some maybe have an attitude, yeah. you know, like, and, yeah. you know, a lot of people, when it comes to change or something new, right, they have yeah. that, like, defensiveness. Right. Um, what has that experience been like? And also tying in, like, we're talking about this, and I think the doula, um, 
thing, right? That has mm-hmm. been more a movement has been more common in right. you know North America, more adopted, like in you know these spaces. Yeah, but even so, like let's transition to like what does that look like in a caribbean context right because i know you've done work there as well so exactly you have the floor (laughs) yeah so um and so starting in america i can speak for america first like you guys mentioned we've seen that popularity increase and same way the hospitals they and they now i have a better understanding of what we do and the impact so they're more receptive every now and then you're gonna get a nurse that are like who are you but some of them actually like having us around because the people are pressing that nurse button less because they don't need them. We're there supporting. They're not, they're not in panic. They know, or they have us walking them through each step that they don't even have to ask extra questions. In the Caribbean context, in um, the more developed Caribbean islands, I guess, in Trinidad, there's a doula alliance. Um, and they started very small, and now they're um, welcomed into the ho- in hospital and birthing spaces. Um, I guess with their own restrictions and policies. Saint Lucia, I've been so I even before the pandemic, I used to do virtual work with families in Saint Lucia. Um, just they just realized I was a doula, and I just pro- I provided you know education for them. I would be on the phone with them if they needed to make a decision. If things were as things progress, we'd be checking in with each other. Until the babies were born, I, I'm still answering like breastfeeding questions or sleeping questions, etc. Parenting questions, um, stuff. Um, so that was a thing, and I realized actually everyone needs this. So once I started, I started to talk to nurses and midwives, and to be honest, they're they're receptive, but at the same time, you know the culture of signatures like, but who are you? <laughs> And um, but we're working very hard. So my organize my little organization, my little hustle on the side, Birth Setly C, um, is my solution for that. I want to see Senusha having trained professionals supporting people. Um, similarly to the US, although although in Senusha they they have more midwifery care during birth. So one thing I didn't even know when I gave birth in Senusha was I thought my doctor who was with me all throughout my pregnancy, doing all my checks, all my exams, the one person that I was seeing, I thought the man would be there when I was giving birth. Shocker of my life, I met this person I had never seen before, and she's delivering my baby. You understand? So all this trust that I've established with this person... And like, well, you know, here's the thing, right? mm -hmm. It's not just like delivering your baby. It's like... I know, you know, Verena Daniela guys, you'll, you know, don't know, but even just going to your gyno, you know, yeah. appointment mm-hmm. and regular checks, right? Like, I, I was about to say, you mean tell me so randomly, this stranger you just met like five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, like elbow there, deep in your. Around. You feel me? No dinner, no dates. Like, like, where's the guy I've been talking for the past nine months? Right. Well, and that's the thing. I, I think you touch on a really good point there because even about women that I've heard talk about, quote-unquote, let's say, traumatic, you know, experiences or parts of their birth um, had to deal with people being, like, aggressive down there or even yeah. um, um, people, like, doing membrane sweeps on them without even bracing them for what that would you know, mm-hmm. involve and that kind of thing. So it's just that. So exactly, wow. I, but it's mm-hmm. the same. It's that same space, like you said. Um, 
So before we go on this call, listeners, we were talking about um, chakras and how birth um, is closely connected to your roots and your sacral chakra, which is, you know, your yellows and your oranges. Now, for your root chakra, you have to feel grounded. You have to feel rooted. Mm -hmm. That's trust. So if there's mistrust going on there or if there is Mm -hmm. mistrust that has happening now, that's the difference between your doula and your mama. Okay? Mm -hmm. Your doula is trained in if this person has had any history of, let's say, um, sexual abuse, I'm going to treat them trauma-informed. I know I will have to advocate, can I touch you? I have to make sure that the doctors and the nurses ask for permission before even touching them. Your mother might not be trained to do that. Mm, Okay, okay. Right? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I... I want to touch on this and we're going to try and get as much as we can in in the time, but I understand we might need to bring Chris back, right? Oh no, I know we need to bring Chris back. But things... Chris, give me homework already. (laughs) Come back to talk about we might. We bring it back. Yeah. No, but you know, things your mother may not know or may not be equipped for. Mm -hmm. And I think even things a lot of um, women just in general are not equipped for like you said it's for um all the processes like before and after birth and one of mm-hmm. the big conversations is postpartum right right and what does that involve and how many women um go through postpartum depression and let alone you speak about the birth experience and let's say if your birth experience was traumatic as many of us have heard these stories of what women mm-hmm. go through in the hospital and the length of time feeling like they were ignored going through all of this pain right right mm-hmm. like talk like tell us about postpartum right mm-hmm. yeah so even even in prenatally there are people mm-hmm. um who go through prenatal depression so we know mm-hmm. it caribbean in on a whole we don't talk about mental health mm-hmm. we don't talk about mental health we don't talk about women's reproductive health so what does that mean for postpartum mental health we're not talking about that you know, so as a doula, we also are trained to flag mood disorders, right? Mm-hmm. So baby blues might be common, but is it really baby blues or are we having postpartum psychosis or postpartum depression? I what, had... What is baby blues? <laughs> okay, so after you have your baby, your body changes hormonally. It goes, it shifts back to your regular hormones, um that your body temperature changes everything changes so sometimes you just cry out of nowhere you just cry now if the cry is not stopping if you feel like you want to hurt yourself if you don't feel you know attached to your baby um people go through that and having a doula again like i said we could flag it i personally went through um my postpartum depression with my firstborn um and my my parents flagged it because I was starting to literally lose my shit. And thankfully, my mother is a nurse. So, you know, she has some kind of understanding. And, you know, that was different. But that's not everybody. You know, a lot of people just... And that's that's the impact on, on parenting. as the impact on motherhood. A lot of people, if you're being honest, in the Caribbean are doing it alone. You know, there while there might be that multi-generational household, mother 
sleeping with their grandmother, which is very common, or grandmothers raising their children, there's a nurturing element that is so missing here. Like, how do we mother the mother? You know, we have to go back to work freaking fast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like look, you push out a baby, step into your role, yeah. right? Right? Like, listen, in the hospital in Saint they're telling you straight up when you make a noise, when you go in for your fake, I don't want to laugh, it's pure evil. But they tell people you didn't know it's gonna hurt you. Yeah, I I heard some of those stories. <laughs> that I was, like, <laughs> what? <shook>. Yeah. <laughs> Someone is pushing. Like head out, head out, head out, head out. Let me, let me be given birth and let my husband be around to head out and see if somebody else is in jail. Don't worry, talk to my wife. That way. <laughs> right? I check your attitude and your tone at the door. Right? None of that shit in there. <laughs> Off the bat, I can tell you that you don't want to tell somebody that like you didn't know it was going to. The, excuse me. Yeah. Then and you'd be a good doula. No, I might think. No, when. When they would say I would punch him, I say you didn't know it was going to hit. <laughs> sorry. What? Exactly. It's clear that you need a doula because some of these people they are not sensitive to what a woman is going through in that time. Well, and here's the thing: I feel like some of them, like they see it every day, you know, yeah. multiple so times they a day, to it? Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're just trying to like get get you in, get you out, get yeah. you in, get you out, you know. Yeah, and I think that's why there are a lot of C-sections and stuff because so, they don't want to allow the yeah. time that it will take because mm-hmm. you know. It's Here's my question, Chris: my How level. does someone find the right doula for them? Because mm-hmm. clearly, you need somebody who can advocate for you, can stick up for you, and you know, yeah. make sure you get what to what. So, and how does, question: Is it uh-huh. accessible or affordable? Yes. Right? Like, is yeah. it so right. where do you find somebody? Do you you go on Google? You mm-hmm. know, like, like, or is it like at the same time? You know, pages. you know, people put in, "Oh, I want this person to be my godmother or godfather." Right? Like, mm-hmm. is it that if you don't have the access, you know, if if there isn't a doula that you can pay for, is there somebody in your network that mm-hmm. you say, "Will you be my doula?" You know, like the yeah. same way yes. you say, "Will you be my bridesmaid?" Will you be godmother? Like right. there should be like you know somebody to help you for that time too. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So Google is always our best friend. So Google, you know, doulas in my area. Um, there are websites that will come up like Doula Match or you know. Um, oh, for do the match, do match right? Swipe right on me. Let's have a baby. Um, you can swipe and whatnot. That's cool. <laughs> the descriptions must be very, you know, <laughs> unique. No, it literally, my 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 doula profile is like I'm like a dating profile. It's like I'm Chris. I have two kids and a dog. I listen to Jay Z. Really? What could, about you? I could imagine your um tagline being "dope ass doula." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, I know. Um, so yeah, you could Google with your best friend. If you're in Saint Lucia, you can follow our page, Birth Set Lisi, and you can get doulas there. We have doulas in training that are that are accessible. Now that's what we're trying to do. So. Your doula price is going to range. Vena is on doula match. I need to Guys, I am not pregnant. Vena is I just need to know. Put in your area what you want. 
<laughs> he has some very interesting facial expressions. What, what, are, what are your requirements? Then, you know, I, I don't know yet. That, that was going to be my <laughs> next <laughs> question. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you know, let must continue. like pineapple like, on pizza. Like, <laughs> you know, honestly, yeah. Honestly, you have to vibe with your doula. That's a very important Well, and part. it's not only the mother, that was right? Be it's my question. Like, what questions are you asking that person to figure out if they are match? Yeah. You know, like, what, what you should be looking for? Well, yeah. and sorry mm-hmm. to add in again, but it's like the person also needs to vibe with you and your partner if, yes. you know, that's your situation. Because yeah. if you're talking about a postpartum doula, um as well right that's Mm -hmm. looking for somebody like let's say you have your baby you're going through postpartum depression you and your or just the postpartum experience right Mm -hmm. and you and your husband sleepless and whatever and the doula is in here while you and your husband maybe like snapping at each other or Mm -hmm. you know whatever like you want to have it that's inviting yeah. somebody into a space that's like extremely vulnerable right. and also like right now and now that's someone you can trust right? exactly so that's why i tell you i always have to be the calmest person in the room because i can be stepping into anything you know like a partner a partner might be even more scared a partner might be, you know, have their own trauma, their own shit, or, you know, whatever the dy- dynamic can be there. But what's something you need to ask, right? So that's, again, coming back to accessibility and just, like, finding and match. How much experience do you want your doula to have? Does it matter to you? So younger, newer doulas, fresh out of trainings, are usually more affordable. Um, more doulas as they, you know, get on more certification, more years, more birth, more experience, their ticket price kind of goes higher. Now, for you, you might just be like, I I don't care. I just want somebody, you know, um, who actually has done the training, understands birth and knows we work together and they understand my need. Or you might be like, actually, I want the most experienced person ever. Um, I, I spend so many hours with the people. Now, that's different, right? Your doctor, again, 15 minutes in and out, in and out. But you do that, you'll sit for a while. Before the pandemic, I would meet my clients, we'd have coffee, we'd have teas. You know, I've had over 100 births and I could tell you so many of my families were still very close because we share such intimate and close time. You come home with a Chris and a baby the same day. You know, sometimes I'm in your house for 100 hours. So a week, a week, a week. Sorry, <laughs> I, know, I just like <laughs> and a baby the same day. Yeah, I got that. I, I that you know. So Chris, what do you like? Can you give us some examples of like? No, well, okay, no, let's finish. Okay, I want. I have some. I know where you go. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> I know. I mean, I love this. This is like that's one of the favorite parts of my job, right? Because you get to be with newborns, and you also get to be like families and cool people again they have to have a match they have to be like me Mm -hmm. we have to like vibe so what are they into what are you into things that people ask me like what do you do for fun you know and it's like i watch netflix did you watch inventing anna they watch inventing anna we chuckle and talk a little bit about it um i'm a coffee person my people are coffee people you know like people you you have or dog people i love working for dog people because i dog people have this different vibe okay like dog, dog parents they already understand parenting and i'm a dog parent too so i already know i do work really well with dog parents um when are we we doing okay then 
I know we do no care. Hey. Yeah, man. That you hear that Oreo down there? Yeah. Terrorist. Damn it, But you have to interview people. You have to anybody. You you have to interview your your doctor too. You know that's another mm-hmm. thing. People think like, well, I've been going to this person since I've had my first period. I just no, their C section rate might be high. So you might want to talk to them about that. You might want to talk to them, what do they consider high risk? Because what they consider high risk, another care provider might not. And you might have a vaginal delivery. So you want to interview your your care providers. And then, no, you can always switch. You can be like, actually, I don't feel safe with this person. Why would you, you know, want to open up your legs for somebody you ain't feeling? So you can always switch. You can fire your care providers. (laughs) Exactly. I want to rewind back to something you had said earlier, right? About um, you know, you spend time developing this relationship and rapport with your doctor, but you know, on the day of, it could be you know somebody completely different. Like, mm-hmm. is that just typical of how it works and like the structure? It, and yeah, I guess is it typical. Is it a Caribbean thing? Because you said mm-hmm. it happens in Lucia. Is that an everywhere thing? Mm-hmm. It's very typical in St. Lucia, I can speak for, um, because there is midwifery care when you go into the hospital. Um, If there is an emergency, there's usually like a doctor on the floor doing rounds, um, but you're usually delivering with a midwife if you're in low risk. If you have high risk or risk, you'd be working with a doctor and it might it might be yours and it might not, depending on your insurance, depending on where you get healthcare, depending on do you have private or public, you know, health. You got money, you don't, all these things impact it. In America we have different um how should was the right word? Um, the st- offices have their different structures and some of them if they have a practice that has, let's say, six you might meet one who might be your primary and you'll meet them for a couple of sessions. And then closer to your due date, you will start meeting all one. the other people on the team. Okay. So you have okay. to at least meet everybody once on the team. So there are no surprises. Right. Even so we talk about informed care, right? We talk about trauma informed, something as simple as somebody walking into the room and saying, hi, I'm Chris. I am going to, or can I do X, Y, and Z is different than somebody just coming in. Wait, wait, my girl, what you doing? Open your legs there. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, who are you? What are you doing? What, I, what know, we... I thought that was a Lucianus for a second. Eh? I what? am a Lucian. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like a Lucian, a uh, victorious Lucianus. Uh, it flashed you, flash you back to the Yatevin Nuts. You know, like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> You took Vinan back to a dark place in his life. <laughs> his first sound. Uh, but no, that's crazy that that like, wow, 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 wow. Uh, okay, so, you know, they have the baby. You say you get a Chris and a baby. Yeah. Like, what happens? Like, they calling you all odd hours. Like, like what's You're your... moving in. You're like, moving in. Like, how does it work? Like... It's like I'm here for a couple hours and I go home, call mm-hmm. me if anything, but don't call me past midnight type thing or mm-hmm. my phone on, call me at any time. You and know? then when you're there, like, what what does it look like when you're there, right. yeah. if you're there? So it's a business. It has structures. There are packages that you can purchase. So I sell by the hour. So you could have, you could have a doula. My services include four hours in a daytime. Four hours is a daytime mm-hmm. session. For some clients, I do longer, like eight hours. Um, 
or I do night sessions. Night sessions can be anywhere from eight to 12 hours a night. Um, you, so the people who plan ahead and they book me, we were able to schedule things so I can, you know, we can create a schedule. Maybe I come three nights a week or five nights a week at first, and then we dwindle down. I could come in, I could sleep train your baby. There are different things that I can do. Um, or there are people who had, yes, you heard that right. Sleep train looks come back. But then I like, <laughs> I like, 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 excuse me, what? So my thing is, I would not appreciate it. I see a lady on Dula March. She have one year experience. But her birth fee is $900 to $1,500. Yes. Oh, oh, a birth fee. A okay. birth fee. Rebecca, oh. that's just her birth fee. That's Rebecca's birth fee, yeah. So well, well, no. The mm-hmm. other thing is, Vanana and I are preparing to go visit my brother soon, and they have a five to six month old, and mm. we'll be staying in the house, and they having issues with sleep training. I'm like, oh shoot, Vanana, do I need to bring my earplugs? Me, like, yes. Yeah. Oh, make them do a con. We can do a consultation. I can help them. Um, I can help them. That's do us do that. Do us are so clutch. Um, we can help sleep if, sleep if, if I give you a call next week, emergency. <laughs> exactly for my sleep. <laughs> exactly. So I have families like that too. They like listen. It's been six weeks, two hours of sleep intermittently. We're we're almost dead. I meet them in their hallways at like eleven p.m. at night. We barely see each other's face. They show me where the nursery is, and I just hang out with a kid until it's sunrise, and then we have a coffee. So <laughs> yeah, there's different ways so that's the people that didn't plan so make sure you plan for it and that's good what you're doing you're doing your research right now you're budgeting right so that's a common mistake that people make they plan for the baby and they forget about themselves Mm. so what you can do and i feel like Mm -hmm. sorry i feel like though that's almost an expectation people community society like put on mothers and parents that like this phase of life you just Oh, that's just a part of this phase of life to like lose yourself, you know? Right. You know, put yourself on a back burner because, you know, this is your priority now. Yeah. Like motherhood is equal to sacrifice, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Everything, everything about it should hurt. You should sacrifice your sleep. You should sacrifice your sanity. You should sacrifice yourself. And that's so false. Blood, sweat, and tears. Exactly. Literally. Literally, 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 but yeah, it doesn't have to be like that. You know, it takes a village. And the other thing too is, you know, there's a lot of, we have a lot of ancestral knowledge in parenting and how to do things. We have a lot of cultural things in the way in which we parent, the way we eat, the way we sleep. Um, But as we grow and learn in everything, babies sleep and nutrition and breastfeeding, there's more research on these things now. So something your grandmother might be doing or what my grandmother might have been doing is irrelevant right now, you know? So research has definitely given us more more answers. So as parents or parents-to-be, take their time, go to childbirth classes, go to um, infant care classes, read the books, buy the books, listen to the parenting podcast. Like there is, that's why I told you, like if I had to do it again, I'll do it later because I would want to... You know, you there will have parts of it that has to be um, 
instinctual and natural, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. hurt to help to prepare and plan for it. So yeah, I thought you saying now they have so much more information readily available. I think so even much more help. One of the things that comes to mind is the effort people put into planning for their education or their weddings. Yeah. Or their wedding, yeah. right? All of that time planning, you know, investment, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, are you putting the same thing into the birthing process versus what the baby needs after, in, you know? Because a lot of people focus on the things, you know, mm-hmm. the the car seat, the diapers, the this, the that, and not like yeah, the not, lifestyle, the preparedness, the, the exactly, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is perfect. And this is like best case scenario, right? This is, we're actually family planning. You know, we're, we're practicing safe sex. We're watching our cycles. We're doing things, you know, so thinking about the unplanned pregnancies um, or, you know, what does, what does family look like now? What does parenting look like now? You know, that's, it's not always ideal. You know, so um, even if you are put in these spaces, take it, make it, make an effort and like to just learn a little more. Um, I could say like even me, significantly the way I parent my first and second child was different. My first, I was, I was listening to what my parents would tell me to do, honestly. Mm-hmm. And my second, by my second, I, while I, I um, while, when she was born, I was learning, I was becoming a doula. And she wasn't even wanting it. And I had become a parent coach and I had studied attachment parenting and learning the principles of attachment parenting. And I just did everything (laughs) I was teaching with her. And the vibe just was different. Like I'm a gentle parent, you know, I know how to talk children through tantrums. I know how to like, well, maybe they learn how to negotiate, (laughs) you know? So, um, even that too, like I wish, I wish to see, like that's my dream. I wish to see like more Caribbean parents taking on gentle parenting because we're just so used to, you have to be like tough love or like beaten and disciplined. Well, you, you said that and I flash back to like one of the last times I was home and driving through town and you just see a mother boop, a, ch- a little <laughs> child, you know? I, I, I it's the boop for me. You know? <laughs> How <laughs> do you say missing? That woman really wicked. I know? agree, but then I see how, like, you see how my mother is with my nephew. Mm-hmm. Like that's an old school parenting, but for some reason, like it's like like my brother. Here's the thing: you want to be gentle, but you don't want to be a boy, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because like I see like my brother and and his wife with my nephew, and it's like it's a pull teeth and a fight, and then my mother comes. And it's like, they have no argument. Like, I watched this lady tell the child, we're going to sleep now. And there was nothing. It was just <laughs> like, like he okay. just lied down. He just put his head down and he went to sleep. <laughs> I, and I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> she has that authority. You know, it's like even training dogs. Um, For my dog to walk on a leash, I had to practice the um cool, con- cool confidence. So like relaxing my shoulders, holding his leash and just like confirming this is where we're going and we're walking, but I'm not tugging on his, yeah. I'm not tugging on his thing. So my, it was crazy when, cause my dad is like a dog guy. Mm-hmm. When my dad came to visit and I gave him the leash for our dog, it was like night and day. Like mm-hmm. he was just like, chill. I was like, God damn it. I'm not <laughs> <a terrorist. laughs> 
the men are terrorists, all right? And 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 it, there's it, anyway, we don't talk about that. We don't have that's all we have to talk about. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Dog moms yeah. and dads. All right. So, yeah. Um, so where does one where does one go to get trained to become a doula? Mm-hmm. And what does that training look like? Yeah. And I'm asking this because I have a follow-up question after that. Okay. But, you know, let Great. me let you So yeah. there are different trainings, virtual, in person. A lot of them now are virtual. Um, a lot of trainings have different value systems. So there are some community-based trainings that are usually more affordable, more accessible, usually have a scholarship for um for people. Um, then there are do there are pro doula trainings that can coach you from going straight into doula training into having a business um and mentoring you through it. Um usually doula trainings can take their sometimes weekend intensives where you come for three days and you're there all day just doing the practical stuff and then you have a process of certification um which would require you going to additional classes, doing book reports, um getting you know, documents signed from, you know, other care providers and from your clients, or there are some that can take a whole year, but you don't, you just, you know, at every checkpoint, you meet the criteria. Okay. You meet the criteria. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then my next question is, so then tomorrow I decide to, we decide to have a baby and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And we, we find somebody, we vibe with them and whatnot, but what credit what accredit are there some accreditations that better than others? Like what what should I be looking for in terms of oh, certification wow. and that kind Damn, of stuff? You've seen where they studied. Yeah. So to be fair, to be very honest with you, I I guess this is where I'm not so Caribbean anymore. I um I don't I, I don't care for certification as okay. more than I care for your values. Yeah. Okay. Right, because uh, again, experience, I guess. right. So you, so the same way you see the same way I kind of teared up the different types of trainings from like lower cost yeah. to higher cost. To me, like if usually that there's an element of classism to it too. It's because mm-hmm. well, you were trained in the community as opposed to this person who probably had access to more income, so they could have afforded a higher. Do the training, yes. but the training might be the same. The training might even be the same yeah. trainer, you know, but yeah. just a different certification. So in your process of finding a doula, you want to find out, have they had experience birthing or laboring where you where you um, are planning to give birth? So in the hospital or do they have home birth experience? Um, have they worked with your care provider in the past or not? Um what are they based on the plans and the preferences that you have? Are they aligned to that as well? Um, you always want to find out are they within your budget? What comes in their packages? Because every doula has different packages. Um, so mine has a lot of education um, in the forefront, um, but some doulas might offer, you know, maybe an online access to something, and uh, maybe a, some people might be massage therapists slash doulas. So their package might have massage um, included. Some people, you might want somebody like that has yoga experience because that person might help you get into some poses um, or work mm-hmm. with you through prenatal yoga. So again, your doula has, you have to vibe. And when you're on websites like that, or even when you're thinking about it, think about think about who would you want in the space. Some people have, I'll tell you, some people have not hired me because they wanted a mother figure. Mm. 
I'm, I'm not that, you know, um, some people, um, hire me because of who I am and we look alike and we're into the same thing, but, um, you definitely have to talk to a couple of them, you know, at least five, you want to meet five doulas. And then once you start, it's like you say, you fly my maid on, on Caribbean, do on Caribbean Manila. You have to fly your maid when you have to go and meet a doula. It's like, be anxious, <laughs> be nervous. On the first mm-hmm. date, I don't know. And they might, you know, carry on the conversation and then you'd realize, okay, I actually have questions now. And then you'll go on your second dates and you'll start feeling warm and you'll start understanding um, yeah, your own preferences. Yeah. yeah caught, caught your doula. Honestly, I got a lot of information here. And because... Uh, this is not something I know anything about. Like mm-hmm. I see people talk about it, but you, you really, you shed some light there for me. So, you know, I feel like I, I I'm not an expert, but you know, I, I know a little more. Yeah, my I love it. I'm a little full there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. Really? Well, no, but like in, in a, a good, good way. way. No, in a good, way. In a good yeah, way. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess, um, as we're nearing the end and did you say you've had like over a hundred births? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. You hear that statue? The, the, the LeBron James, the LeBron <laughs> James of doulas. Hey, right hey. <laughs> I love it. I feel so. Um, I'm humbled, guys. Like you, honestly, make my day. Thank you so much for like bigging me up like that. Um. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, that a hundred books. That's no small feat, there. And Chris, right? Chris, you've been in this. You, you, yeah. you added doula to the vocabulary of probably like thousands of, of people, people yeah. without you know even <laughs> noticing their impact that's true yeah, you know we have to big you up <laughs> thank you uh, mm-hmm. a couple like last questions that i have you've had a hundred you know both so <laughs> dropping these to three questions okay common things and we maybe touch these touch on this first one, but if there are any extra couple thing common things people don't know or expect about the delivery to postpartum phase. Mm-hmm. Um, common mistakes new parents make, which mm-hmm. could probably be a whole podcast and <laughs> yes. give us a couple. A clip and, a snippet. And I don't know if you wanna add this before or after, but how can men be more s- supportive or involved in the whole process right because you know didn't make that baby by yourself right so the first i I breathe in and everything (laughs) and the class breathe in too Hey, love it. Whoa. I love it. As you should. Yeah. As you should. No, no, I know about all of that, but you do. I breathe, breathe. <laughs> you, yeah. you got this. You got this. You exactly. This, you know? Now that's it. That's what you have to bring into the birth space. You know that the you see the way you guys are laughing and that oneness you share and that humor. Like that's what you have to bring because oxytocin is you know makes you feel good. And if you can increase that in labor, then you could go for it easier and faster too. So oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. I, then. I, I say, boy, if it's one thing I could have been as a clown. So oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Laughing. In, in now, when she tell you though, she don't want to hear it though. You got to quit <laughs> and oh, don't no, take no, it personal. No. I know when to shut up. Eh? I know when to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so, um, uh-huh. oh, no, well, I'm just going to ask some questions. So, the question uh-huh. was, so common things people should know 
labor is normal, natural process. It can take a while, okay, or it could go very quickly. Usually on your first time, it can take, you know, 12 hours plus, okay? There are different stages of labor. It's not all hectic, you know? The pain is temporary, and at the end of it, there's a baby, so you can go through it, okay? Um, you want to know that a common thing people don't know is that they have choice, right? You can, you do have, you can make your options, you can make your preferences, you can say no. You don't have to be bullied into doing something that doesn't feel right. You want to always ask what are the benefits, the risks, the alternatives. Ask your intuition. And what if you do nothing? If you ask your providers these questions, you're more likely to have a good answer and you can make an informed decision. Um, some people usually don't know about baby sleep <laughs> and um, and breastfeeding, right? It's, breastfeeding isn't always as easy for everyone. Unfortunately for us in the Caribbean, there's a lot of bad information about breastfeeding. Um, so I would, you know, tell people take a breastfeeding class if you can or, you know, follow us at Birth DC. We always try to post stuff on breastfeeding. Um, what's your second question? Um, the How men can be more supportive in the process. Men. I think you answered two out of the three so that's the third one cool. how men can be more supportive um mm -hmm. and involved do the classes read the books take your ego outside of the door okay mm -hmm. um i've seen wonderful i've seen yeah for sure youtube is your friend there are guys I killing it that's the other thing like i don't want people to feel like dads are always out of the picture or bad or clueless mm -hmm. right yeah dad's killing it right now like really doing the thing um I'm really taking the twins you know yes oh with the twins <laughs> yeah sorry sorry <laughs> Chris, um, save me Oh well, my god! You can, well, then you can try for uh, another set of twins. Whoa! <laughs> hold on there. Okay. <laughs> um, the, so with the whole like dad's thing, right? Not to mm -hmm. cut you off. Um, it should it, it should be like like the dad and the doula, like like so a the team. dad needs to know the, yeah, a team, right? Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, that's we make yeah. the birth team. So there's the birthing person and the birth team. So even now, these days in the hospitals in America, they write on the board, mom name, dad name, doula name, because we're, mm -hmm. we're the birth team. Um, yeah, so dad, we, again, birth can take a long time. You might need some rest, so I might tap you out. You might do the first eight hours on your own, and then I might come in. Why? Why I imagine like superheroes showing up to the hospital? <laughs> Boof team, no, Boof team. we are Boof team. Like just <laughs> father, doula, mother, granny. Like just yeah, everybody granny. have together. Everybody have like theme shirts. Like we are the Boof team. <laughs> we are ready. <laughs> I love that. Rangers. I need um, you guys to be part of my marketing team or something. <laughs> oh yeah, Boof team. Coming to a hospital near you. Um, I think I had two questions. I've just been listening, but I had two questions, right? Because mm -hmm. I don't know when I'll get a chance to ask this again. Okay. That last, like, 24 to 72 hours before the child is born, like, how is it specifically, I guess, 
in terms of men like mm-hmm. like are we re- like is it still like common procedure for us to be in the boofing room like mm-hmm. a lot of like common social media and pop culture references like have the man's hand getting crushed mm-hmm. like you know like like what's it like like in that like final stages like you've done all the doula training you've gone mm-hmm. to university of youtube you know you've <laughs> gotten her the wasabi, pecan, and sardine ice cream <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning. You know, rub feet, rub bellies, play the baby Beethoven, like at that finish line. Like, you know, especially for men, like what is it like? Like driving to the hospital. I forget yeah. what your highway is in in, in that side, but I-95, you know, whatever it might be. Like, what's it like? Yeah. Um... I've never had a penis, so from a doula's perspective. <laughs> um, <laughs> great answer, Chris. Great answer. From a doula's perspective, that's Outside called. Outside yeah. yeah, that's called. That's usually called the doula's. We're. I'm usually texting the dad more so, um, because okay. mom is laboring and doing her thing. If there's a dad, yeah. right? If she there's a dad, huh? She not had to text. She yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's making a baby. So um, I usually talk to dads again. Th- so I think one of my biggest goals is being a doula is making you feel confident on the onset of labor, right? I want mm-hmm. you to get your first set of contractions and feel like, okay, I got this. Not, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? Like then my work would have been redundant. So usually dads, they understand their role. I usually send like an infographic of this is what she's processing right now. These might be her emotional needs. Reminder to drink some water. Reminder to pee. Um, here's what you can do. Um, so now I tell my family straight up, like, if these things are still early or if we're working on a goal, maybe they need to ripen the service. It's like, you guys should, you know, have a glass of wine and have sex. You don't need me. This is not the type of party. Um, but oh, no. <laughs> semen and orgasms actually um, help induce labor. So for a lot of my families who maybe go past their due dates and feeling doomed about um, induction or C-section, I'm like, guys, go have sex. Um, oh, that's no. what ripen fucking That's what ripens the cervix. So yeah, that that's that's kind of what um, that's kind of the dad vibe working with me from a dual perspective. Mm-hmm. They usually come. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. But Annie, was that the only question you had? I thought you said you had two. Oh, um, I think you may never have a chance to ask it again, Jakey. We're bringing Chris no back. Pressure. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. Um, Chris, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm. You know what? Tomorrow's not given. I don't know if I'm going to get to ask this again. Okay. What's your view on the whole like placenta thing? <laughs> You know, because you see stuff about, like, people eating it. You see stuff about people burying it and, like, planting a tree. Like, yeah. you, see, you see stuff about... It to um, make cake. Yeah, or jewelry. What? Jewelry. People jewelry? are making jewelry. Mm-hmm. Okay, you didn't know that. Yeah. You see ah. things about, like, ah, people want the delayed... You see people want the delayed um cord cutting cord because... Yeah, yeah, or whatnot. So... I think you should take your placenta. Only be- especially as black people, we should always take our stuff because it's a whole organ. <laughs> okay? It's a whole organ. 
Why are you laughing? No, 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 We don't try not to hold it. No, I agree for it. I agree for it, though. Next thing, your placenta end up in an egg in Labry somewhere. You know, up until she said that, it made no sense. When you said, ask black people to take our face, I was like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah, you're not leaving anything back there. Yeah, your mother raised you better. Your mother raised you better. Just leave your face Yeah, especially if you're paying for that shit I take in the, the, the hospital oh, bed a, too. no that but you, you spent a whole nine months <laughs> building that too. yeah 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 no 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 that's making sense now eh? yeah <laughs> the last thing you need is somebody doing some um no, Chris, you, you, you solved the problem there. I think that's what we have from now on. <laughs> Take your thing with you. Yeah, even though you don't use it, you don't want anybody else to have it. Yeah, so, but you know, don't, yeah. don't yeah, right? use your things yeah. all over the place. Take it with you. It wow. makes so much sense. <laughs> what okay. would you do with the hood? I'm so glad I asked. I'm so glad I asked. Okay. That's the most simple Ooh. explanation, but it made the most sense. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to sleep on that. And I hear you choking in the back there. I'm like, yo, what? Don't get, don't get caught up. You said it. Yeah. And I was like, and I laughed. I was like, but you, she have a point ne- there. Next you thing, the, the, um, anyway. the, state, the state farm man come on the TV. Do you know where your placenta is? You feel me? Wow. Exactly. No, but that's the reality. They're doing like so much research and studies on these things. And now they're going to come and tell you, right? Like, so remember I talked about. Um, ancestral knowledge, like the things that we know, you know, there are some things your grandmother will put you onto that she knows, that we yeah, know, yeah, the yeah. body knows, you know, intuitively we know. But then a lot of science, they debunk it until they've done enough research. So they might, they might, you know, FDA won't approve it. But, you know, your grandma told you it was cool. So, mm-hmm, yeah. but and so they using all those things, they're researching your placenta, they're doing it. So, some of the benefits of having your placenta taken as a pill um, can help with the same postpartum depression, um, can help with lactation, and just general of having energy. I have not had mine. Maybe the next time around, I, I, if I wouldn't mind having um, the pills, maybe, because I don't think it would hurt. <clears throat> um, but yeah, definitely, those are definitely things you want to do your research on, okay, um, before having your baby. Um, well, Chris, thank you so much for yeah. joining us here today. It has been a thrilling discussion. <laughs> I feel like we've all learned uh, so much and, you know, enjoyed, enjoyed, you know, can learning. Can a man and do just... a yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes, right. yes, 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 right. yes. Um, right. Yeah. Danny, check out Birth St. Lucy. Oh. Yes, you should. <laughs> Ball guy boofing. Right. Yeah. Okay. GB. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you so much for um, joining us, listeners. You uh, can find Chris's details in the show notes um, at Booth St. Lucie. And what's the other um, profile, Chris? At underscore Chris Bailey. Oh, underscore Chris Bailey. So thank you, um, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. This this might have been my favorite podcast, and I am still going to try to figure out what my fruit face is. Okay, okay. I I thought it was a pom damu. I clearly she does not agree. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We giving them the choice, Adani. We giving them the, 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 the a pom damu is a wax apple. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like a Pomeranian woman. Yeah. <laughs> you see? You see? It has to be really red. It has to, it cannot be the waxy whitish. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's exactly what I had in mind. Good. <laughs> well, guys, um, it's been another episode of the Caribbean Millennials Podcast. We're out. Yeah.